All right, we are here with our 2021 Royal Rumble review. We just finished watching the show, and we have some thoughts on it. Guys, how'd you, uh, just overall thoughts, how'd you enjoy the show, Austin and Donnie? I thought it was pretty good. Um, a little lackluster, not, not not super memorable other than a couple results, but uh, I thought it was pretty fun. So overall lackluster. Yeah, overall thumbs in the middle, slightly slightly low. I don't know if it's just been a whole year that I've been missing the Royal Rumble. But I liked it. Yeah, dude, I thought this was one of the better WWE shows I've seen in several years. There were like they broke all the WWE tropes. Um, it was a good wrestling show. It wasn't just a good WWE show. So uh, I hope people enjoyed this because if if you know, I don't know. I'm sure people are gonna complain, but I, I thought there were enough feel good moments in here to just it, it ran a little long. I'll get I'll give people that, but it um you know it it was positive. Uh, there was one kickoff match that we'll talk about it was the women's tag team championship match which i was a little surprised that they moved oscar charlotte and Shayna baszler to the uh pre-show match nia Jax is uh, clearly the uh odd woman out there on the technical side but the match ran uh 10 minutes and 34 seconds and the big angle was rick flair and lacey evans coming in and distracting and punching uh charlotte flair for the win it went about 10 and a half minutes uh what'd you guys think of this one I'm a little less surprised that they went on the pre-show only because uh, three of the four competitors ended up on the Royal Rumble. Yeah, I had a feeling that had a lot to do with it. Uh, This match was not very good. I thought definitely the weak part of the show. Uh, This Ric Flair, Lacey Evans angle sucks. It's going to be sucking for a while, bud. Yeah, I just... and, And the... The commentators went on to act like Charlotte was being rude to her dad when it was, uh, I don't know how anybody could think that, but I don't know. I This was not the, the best part of the show at all. I don't see how people don't understand yet that Lacey Evans cheating on her husband, going from being a motherly role model to a Ric Flair uh, fangirl is a good move. McIntyre and Goldberg opened the show. Uh, this was a brief two-minute, 33-second match. They traded Spears before it, so there was a little bit of going through the barricades and all that. So there was uh, you know, maybe three or four minutes tacked onto it while they recovered and actually got in the ring and asked Drew if he wanted to actually start the match. But once they hit uh, the bell, it only went two and a half minutes. Drew hit a Claymore immediately. Goldberg speared. Then he jackhammered. Drew hit a Claymore following that, and Drew wins. That's about how you would draw it up, I think, if you... I'm just booking this on paper. So, uh, you know, this this was a positive to me. I think I gave it um, just like under three stars or something like that, like two and a half stars because, you know, two stars is an average match. And I thought this was better than average. It's I mean, it's two and a half stars, but like it's it's Goldberg and it's Drew McIntyre. Like this is this is literally the best you could get out of them. So I don't know. Yeah, this was a Goldberg match. Uh, it was fine. It's it's a you know, the best thing I have said about a Goldberg match in the last, you know, year or two since he's been back. I can't say anything better about it than the way Dave put it. This is the best you could get out of these two. Then we had uh, Sasha Banks and Carmella. And this one also went 10 minutes, much like the kickoff show match. I thought um, that, I don't know if they just have like a formula for women's matches, but it just seems very, it felt very similar and also kind of boring. Like Austin said, like the kickoff show was, um, 
I did think this was one of the better Carmella matches that I've seen, but that's not really saying much because if you've ever heard me talk about Carmella, I'm not very favorable on her in-ring work. Um, but this is this character, since she's come back or whatever with the new sex appeal character, I think that works for her. She's obviously very attractive. She has the body for the whole sex appeal thing, so I don't I, I don't know why you wouldn't use that, if, especially in a company like WWE where they clearly don't like care about that kind of stuff. Like, see Mandy Rose if you're confused. But... Uh, th- you know, this character works for me with Carmella. This match works for me uh, a lot better than I, th- I thought it would. I mean, I wasn't, you know, again, not to the moon or anything, but uh, they avoided, you know, a dud or a one star match and gave me another two, two and a half star match. So uh, I-, I-, I was happy with this. Sasha retained with the bake- bank statement. Yeah, this was just another OK match. Um, you know, I, I really one thing I did want to point out about this one. I thought both of the wrestlers gear was really were really cool um sasha had like a look like a louis vuitton kind of thing going on uh yeah this match was fine uh nothing 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 to add really i'm really up on talking about gear again if you guys want to keep doing that but i think i don't know if it was just the fact that i'd not seen carmelo do any kind of big time matches for a while but i really enjoyed seeing that and it happened to be better than I thought. I don't know if that was just because the lack of anything recent, but I enjoyed it. It was a good match. I, I'm happy with it if it just comes to an end. I don't think that this needs to go on any further. Um, hopefully, you know, I, I also think that the commentary needs to stop with Michael Cole. Uh, I think it's Michael Cole, but he's like almost abusing. Uh, you want them to just put down Michael Cole? Yeah, he, he he's. I mean, he's just like obviously Corey Graves is dating Carmella in real life, and he just won't really let it go. Uh, he seems to think that um that he, that, that that he can just topical. that every yeah it's not it's not in WWE canon, so he just keeps referencing it, and 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 it makes for these awkward pauses and silences that I noticed like every time that they you know any any time Carmella has a match, and that's really not what I'm trying to focus on. Especially after all the nice things I said about how her work is improving and and that kind of stuff, you know. So it's like it it doesn't need to be a footnote, but it is. So commentary needs to chill. Um, while we're on that note, the king in the women's rumble, uh, which we're about to get to in a second, but he made some Horrible. dumb comments. He always makes some dumb comments, but like I think the stupidest one was something like, uh, you know, what do you think about this women's rumble? And he's like, this would be my fantasy in heaven. And it's like, okay, great. So you've immediately sexualized the thing that we've worked like really hard to have like three years of a women's royal rumble and they're allowed to do things and do big things. So yeah, commentary, fuck all the way off when you do bad stuff like that. Uh, After the SmackDown Women's Championship, after Sasha retained, we had Bad Bunny. I guess there's a song called Booker T. I'm not, I mean... I'm younger than you guys, and uh, I mean, I'm still, I guess, what's classified as my early 20s. I don't know who this guy is. I don't know what the song is. Um, th- I don't know. This is kind of cringe for me. Yeah, this was really not for me. Uh, I've heard the guy's name before, but he's he, he's not my kind of music. Uh, I, I get what they're doing here. It's just, you know, not my cup of tea. Do you? Say- do you I mean, do you think that the... I, I can't imagine the general reaction was positive. I think... Most of what I saw was this. I get that he's like hip, but I mean, I don't know. Like if they had like, I don't know, maybe I'm old, but like Lil Wayne or something, that would be way better. You know, like I feel like that that's the same market, right? Like rap. Yeah, I guess it's probably a lot more Wayne. expensive. Yeah. True. I, I, I also like, think it's different. But Bad Bunny's at the, apparently at the top of the mark, you know, charts and stuff. Like he's a, you know, he's got popular he's, songs. He's a Latin Grammy winner. Mm. You're so, barely younger yeah. than we are, but I have 
an ex-roommate that thought Bad Bunny was kind of cool. So I, mean, I, I have heard Bad Bunny in the past. But that's that what I'm saying like is, is I feel like I feel like the majority of our friends don't know about him. So I, I don't know if this is the best play by WWE, but it's, it's not the worst play. I mean, they got the Cardi B. Uh, <laughs> oh, they're they're good at worst plays. Don't worry about that. Yeah, they, they had the Cardi B stuff a few weeks ago, which I think is kind of like a similar market. Actually, I think Bad Bunny and Cardi B did a song no, together once. They so. shot themselves in the foot with the, car- the Cardi B thing. Did they? The Yeah, I think. I don't remember who exactly, but some of the talent. Um, Booker T standing in the middle of the, the spotlight during this whole thing was hilariously awkward. He looked like he had no idea what was going on. Yeah, overall, this was just a really awful segment. And I mean, yeah, it's, <laughs> I, I don't know. This this Hopefully it gets some good press. So, you know, I'll eat my words happily. If it gets WWE more viewers, that's, that's a positive. But I don't see this translating in any way to raw and smackdown getting boosted but you know we'll see on to the women's rumble uh this was i thought i thought this was the best match of the night i guess uh some people thought the men's rumble was was better but i i thought the women's rumble was superior it went 58 minutes and 49 seconds uh that's almost an hour uh bianca belair was in it for most of it she came in third so she was just she just missed the beginning with bailey and naomi uh, she lasted some incredible amount of time, like 50, you know, 56 minutes or something like that. She set the new record. So uh, she's kind of the new standard bearer for the women and stuff like that. Um, we'll go through, I guess, some of the better moments that you guys liked. But, uh, you know, what what uh, what do you think about Bianca? Is this, uh, you know, they say that the Royal Rumble winner, obviously, she gets to pick who she wants to face. Who do you think she's going to face? And do you think she actually is going to um, win? Bianca was my pick uh, to win the Royal Rumble going into it. She was, you know, she was a popular one. Uh, didn't didn't feel so great about it when she came in number three, but she, you know, proved me wrong. Uh, I'm not sure who who are the champions right now. It's uh, Oscar's the Sasha women's and Sasha and uh, the Raw women's, and then the uh, Sasha's the SmackDown women's. Right. Yeah, I would imagine. You know, I hope she goes after Sasha. Really, I, I think that would be the match I'd want to see. I didn't think Sasha or Bianca would, sorry, not Sasha or Bianca, Sasha or Asuka would be a great match necessarily for Bianca, but I did think Bianca was either going to go super far. I just didn't think they pulled the trigger on her winning it, which I'm really excited about. I just wasn't expecting it to happen. Right. I guess I think that, um, you know, going up against Sasha is is the better match here. Um, I feel like, I don't know, they're they're like, I think their fans are are very like are, are very similar, you know. Like they're both very like big, loud female personalities, which I think like gravitates a certain kind of fan. So I think that this like as as opposed to the Oscar fan, I feel like the Oscar fan, right? Like the people who appreciate Oscar, um, I feel like they're more like the technical people, right? Who like just you know liked her from NXT and stuff like that when she was. I don't know. Maybe people are wild about her crazy, you know, screaming gimmick right now. But I, I feel like, you know, it was her big undefeated run that really made her. And that's like more of the NXT crowd and that like Sasha Banks has that like, I don't know, the the Twitter stan crowd. You know what I'm saying? Like Bianca is is very standable. So I, I, I like that matchup going into WrestleMania, especially if they can keep uh, Banks. Obviously, they could take the belt off of anyone at any time. Um, but I think that that matchup is good and they're both you saw what uh Sasha Banks did with um Carmella earlier tonight so I mean Bianca's actually better than Carmella so this should be really really good. Yeah, Bianca's a 
star. Like if she wins both the championships, I would not 100% be surprised. Sorry, if she wins both of the championships? No, I don't think she's going to do that off a Royal Rumble win, but I mean in her career. Oh, just oh, okay. All right. Bailey and Naomi started in the ring. Uh, I bo- Bailey got eliminated in a very awkward way, I guess. I feel like it was she was supposed to be eliminated by Bianca Belair on camera, but she did it during like Mickey James's entrance or something, so they just had to go back and show a replay of it. So I feel like that was the one major production error. Well, there was actually another major production error that we'll talk about in a bit, but this was like, you know, just like a camera shot thing or a timing thing that was really, really poor. Um, but Naomi also had a really good run, and I feel like she's always a big fan favorite in all the Rumbles. I think she went really deep in last year's Rumble, too. So, like, it's good to see that there's com- some consistency, right? Like, the people who go really deep in one Rumble should theoretically, unless everyone gangs up on them, should probably go pretty deep in the next Rumble that they're in as well. So, I like that. Um, Billy Kay was fourth, and she lasted a, a lot longer than I thought she would by going to commentary immediately and then... Uh, what did she do? She campaigned for a friend, for a buddy uh, to be right. in there. And, and she uh, sh- she could have got Peyton Royce actually somewhere down the line. But I think the person that ended up uh, going with her was Jillian Hall at number eight. I, I, don't even, I don't even know who Jillian Hall is, but Billy and Jilly was born. So that was uh, that was great. I think ironically or whatever it is, Billy Kay eliminated Jillian Hall as she ended up turning on her I think and was the reason that she uh, got eliminated so Billy and Jilly was fun but it was uh, short-lived but I thought this was very entertaining at the beginning of the uh, match especially with uh, girls like Shotzi Blackheart and Tony Storm from NXT coming in Shotzi shot a fake rocket at Billy Kay she did do that um, I shed a tear when Billy Kay and Peyton Royce uh, teamed back up again and Billy just couldn't do the iconic thing and uh, I love them. <laughs> right, yeah. I don't know what the I don't know what that's about. I mean, obviously Peyton wanted to do that iconic thing and she got mad uh when cuz Billy Kay had teamed up at this point, at that point in the match she teamed up with Jillian Hall, Ruby Riot, and I think Liv mm-hmm. Morgan was also coming out. Uh so she kind of had her own squad of people and obviously Peyton Royce wanted her to team up with her. Uh but Billy being the smart businesswoman that she is, I realized it was probably more beneficial to not do the iconic thing and stick with her new friends, which are more numerous. So, um, yeah, it was kind of sad, but I, I wonder where they're going to go with Peyton because they do kind of make her look like a geek. And I'm not going to say that like that spot was a bad idea, but they need to follow it up. They need to like reshow that moment, right, on Raw or whatever she's on, and then have her do a backstage promo and say, you know, I'm really on my own and I found that out when I was at the Rumble and I didn't realize it until now, but you can kind of start new and actually like make her like a serious character. So I think, uh, you know, a soft reboot, if you will, is in need for Peyton Royce. Uh, but I hope that they actually use her mildly memorable moment because, I mean, that stuck out in your head and I think it stuck out in a lot of people's head when they saw it. Uh, so, you know, hopefully they can build on her because it seems like she's the unexpected half that's like not flourishing out of that duo after they broke up yeah i agree with that i think it is uh especially very surprising that billy k seems to be the one getting all the applause yeah and it's it's all just from memes too she's i mean she's just yeah. funny you know comedy i guess comedy works but then you do get uh they say you get labeled as comedy from there on out so 
there's, you know, uh, hopefully she can avoid that. Um, and I think she is, you know, she's somewhat endearing, obviously, with this, but she's got to get, she also has to get a big win. So, you know, I'll keep an eye on Royce and Kay in the future because they actually managed to get me invested in them when the Iconics used to just be an annoying team to me. Uh, what else? Rhea Ripley came in and she was, uh, she was a big animal for lack of a, lack of a better term. I think she eliminated like seven people in the end, including, uh, let's see the names that I can see very quickly on my list. She ended up eliminating Charlotte like late, late in the match. I think at the very end, right? Like that was in the final four. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. So let's talk about this. Who was our final four? It wasn't really a final four. It was more like a final three. Yeah, so I I don't remember who the fourth person was, but it it was Charlotte, Rhea, and Bianca as the final three, and they really they really did make more of a deal out of it being a final three than a final four. Right, I think uh, Charlotte like Charlotte was surrounded on both sides by both of the presumed NXT girls, although I think um, that this is Rhea and Damian Priest. I think this is kind of their call up. I think it was expected that they were going to be in the match by some after losses on NXT recently. So hopefully uh, that's a more permanent thing because both of them were crazy in tonight's matches. Uh, but yeah, they, they made a big deal out of the final three. Uh, obviously Bianca, uh, Charlotte obviously kind of knew what this was, but Rhea and Bianca kind of took it in and, and then Charlotte went full Thanos and it took, you know, a two person Avenger squad of, <laughs> Uh, of Bianca and Rhea, which are two incredible, like that's, that's so much strength and power. And it took both of them. I mean, talk about building up Charlotte, even in a loss. Uh, I know people complain that she's over pushed. This will only add fuel to that fire, but I thought this was like so good. I thought it was so powerful that they overcame her. Cause I, didn't you expect you, you expected Charlotte to win, right? Uh, so I think actually all three of them came out looking really strong from this. Uh, Charlotte, obviously, uh, you know, it took a lot for them to beat her, but uh, I, you know, I really did expect her to end up winning. Uh, so it was, it was a surprise just to see, you know, Bianca and Rhea end up as the final two. And I thought their sequence at the end was also just brilliant. Yeah. Uh, just not to interrupt you, but real quick, the part where uh, they were both sitting on the apron and, and you, yeah. it's, this is the benefit of no fans, but you can hear Rhea with you know on camera and she says don't do anything stupid like let's just roll back in the ring you know what i mean we'll both get eliminated and they won't know who won i thought that was so good and then they duked it out and it was it was incredible um and then the other thing i found out who our fourth person was it was it was lana uh lana had a big sequence with nia Jax and Shayna. so i guess this was the first time we've seen lana since they did that big table angle like six or eight weeks in a row uh they put her through you know several several tables over and over and over and then she was supposed to be on a pay-per-view and then they took her off the pay-per-view just immediately right before it and replaced her with someone and then we haven't seen her since so they just brought her back for the royal rumble uh, i guess this was supposed to be a big deal but she really didn't do that much but she did get her revenge on naya after naya dumped out Shayna and turned on Shayna, she pulled down the ropes and naya tumbled right over so it was at least a somewhat sensible and clever way to get uh to close the loop on that story if you will which is something wwe again gets uh criticized a lot for not ever coming back to the stuff that they just you know, put a few weeks into. So this was nice to see at least, at least they put some thought, thought into things. Um, what'd you guys think about Lana being in the final four? Is that, uh, you know, I, I know they made a bigger point of the final three, but that Lana, Shayna and Nia being the like penultimate angle. Lana is the best. Lana number one. 
you say close the loop, I think it doesn't close the loop. You think it continues? I 100% think it continues. Mm. If they wanted to close the loop, they would have had them bury Lana. They didn't have them bury Lana. They had Lana go into the Final Four. They had Lana beat both of them in the Rumble. Right. I see where you're coming from. Uh, The other thing that I wanted to talk about before we move on from the Women's Rumble is that they really uh, relied again on a lot of, we'll say legends, even though I guess that can be debated, but you know, people from the past, that, that's what a legend is in WWE and NXT talent to go through the list. There were six NXT talents, Shotzi Blackheart, Tony Storm. Uh, both of those were pretty short lived Santana Garrett, who was made to look like a geek by Rhea Ripley. I think Rhea Ripley eliminated two other NXT talents, which I think uh, is part of the reason I think her call up to the main roster is for good because she she didn't really make the alliance remember one year i don't know if it was last year or the year before that they've been made a big alliance with the nxt girls um that was really cool but there was no such effort this time so i feel like Rhea is officially done with that uh Rhea obviously is the next person on that list and then dakota kai who had some uh bright pink hair which i thought was kind of cool i don't know if that is a full dye job or a, a wig or something but I'll remember it. Uh, and Ember Moon, I, I count her as like a pseudo NXT person because I guess she's back down there, right? Um, I, yeah, I don't know about that. I want to go back to something you mentioned earlier, though. I don't, I, I don't think that leaning on legends and NXT call-ups during the Royal Rumble is an issue at all. I think that is one of the actual bright spots of the Rumble, uh, seeing returning legends, uh, seeing some people from NXT you don't normally see on the main roster. Um, that that's part of the rumble, you know, like, like that's seeing faces that aren't usually on the screen. Right. And I don't think I was saying that it was a problem. It was just more something I wanted to talk about that uh, a third of this rumble was definitely people we don't normally see on main roster programming. Whereas the men's rumble, it wasn't so heavily reliant. We had maybe three or four legends and one or two NXT people. So this was definitely like a a pretty even split. And I, I thought, I thought it was good. I'm not complaining about it at all. Yeah, well, I'd count the winner of that rumble as a legend. So you tell me. <laughs> yeah, I got to hear your thoughts. And there's quite a handful of legends that ended up in the men's rumble. The women's rumble. Yeah, there were there were like four people. I think we could have, you know, counted out of actually probably winning the rumble. The rest are probably good shots at winning the rumble regardless. After that match, we had a weird 24-minute break for no apparent reason. I think they even went to the kickoff show team at one point. Um, this is where Rosenberg won the 24-7 title. Did you guys, like, did I imagine that? Or that 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 happened, right? They just stalled for, like, 20 minutes. Oh, yeah. I for sure went to the bathroom during this and, like, got a snack and came back. And I was like, this is still on break? Yeah. This uh, was definitely ooh. a pee break moment. But I, I don't, I everyone didn't have to go to the concession stand, you know? Like, this is... This was excessive. I, I don't I don't really understand. I, I hope nothing went wrong backstage or something like that because that feels like it almost feels like they were stalling, right? Because they didn't have to set up. Did they have to set up a lot for the next match because it was the last man standing match and they had to go backstage and stuff like that? Who knows? But it was definitely uh, it was it was definitely super weird. I, I did not like this uh, 24 minute break. Yeah, this 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 was weird. Uh, then the Universal Championship match, Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens in a last sta- uh, last man standing match. It was about 25 minutes long. Um, really just, all I have to say about this was like, 
Way better than I expected. Lots of dives, handcuffs. That's really the match in a few words. Yeah, it was a slobber knocker. Um, it was fun. Uh, the finish was a little eh to me, but uh, in general, I, I enjoyed this match. Right. Well, let's talk about that finish. The uh, Kevin Owens got Roman Reigns backstage and hooked to a light fixture with some handcuffs. And Paul Heyman was supposed to come out and give Roman Reigns the keys for the handcuffs. And I guess he fucked up and couldn't he, he couldn't unlock them. And it took the referee literally had to stop the count. Uh, and then after they finally broke free, Roman Reigns hooked him with the guillotine and then uh, just put him to sleep. Uh, it was very lackluster. I will say that Roman Reigns himself began using the handcuffs to punch Kevin Owens. So that's why Paul Heyman had the key. I don't know what the hell happened that made them not be able to unlock the handcuffs. And that kind of botched the whole finish for me. Yeah, I this I don't know. It I thought the time went by quick. I'm honestly surprised that it was it, it was a 20 minute mat 20 plus minute match. Um, I thought the backstage stuff was cool. You have the aesthetics of a baseball stadium, a unique one at that. The Tampa Bay Rays Stadium has a dome. Not many baseball stadiums have a dome. Uh, it is cool. I've been there several times. It is kind of cool when you look in there. It's not like the prettiest baseball park, but. It's not your typical wrestling venue. So I think unique wrestling venues are always cool, especially when you don't have any fans. And I like that Roman went through all the lights and all the, uh, you know, the video panels and stuff like that where the fans are supposed to be sitting and they're kind of staggered like that. So uh, this was, uh, you know, again, like I said at the beginning of the review, just not the best match, but it, uh, for what I thought was just going to be a slow third match of the series, it was actually pretty good and definitely worth the spot that it got on a big four uh, WWE pay-per-view. And then we finally had the uh, men's rumble. This was 58 minutes and 30 seconds. Edge won it all from the number one spot. So I, we we did our review of the 1992 rumble last week. Uh, this uh, Did you guys think this was better than that? That's really tough to say. Um, I, <laughs> I honestly don't have an answer for that. I, I would guess, I would say no, probably just based on how widespread uh, how how well loved the 92 rumble is uh but i really did like this one i thought it was a lot of fun um a little predictable like randy orton you know he he went out and there was there was no part of me that didn't think he wasn't coming back to the match uh but i i enjoyed this it was i thought it was a good rumble i would say no but in 20 years i might say yes in 20 years see i think it's going to be more immediately talked about uh than that i think this is gonna the reason i ask is because there's the you know very quick comparison right of it was funny they said uh early on uh, they said somewhere in the middle of this rumble that it's really bad to be picked third. i think they were talking about Sami Zayn because Sami Zayn was third in the men's rumble uh but they said it's really bad to be picked third uh because statistically you like never win and i was like didn't we just watch a royal rumble wasn't flair number three and also in the women's rumble and and bianca Bianca literally just won it from the third spot right yeah so i I don't like i thought that comment as good as second yeah third is as good as second i i I was very confused at why he why why he said that but uh you know this is definitely like i I think this is going to go down because it's not common that you see uh, people like this. Remember last year, uh, Lesnar was number one, and he went through the first fourteen people without a sweat, and then he finally had someone to face. You know, but uh, stuff like that, like 
one to 30 is really, really hard. So I think people are going to talk about this. And it's Edge coming back after a year. You know, he made his big uh, Rumble return last year. How can you one-up that? You win the thing by coming in at number one. Especially because this was much like I thought the Charlotte finish, uh, getting Charlotte out. I didn't expect him to actually dunk Randy out. I thought, like you said, Austin, the whole time, Randy was coming back. But I thought Randy was going to win. I thought he was going to win it. They had been pumping him up uh, to tie Stone Cold's record this whole time leading up to it. And I really, I was like... There's no way he does it. And then he he, he disappears with the injury. I'm like, he's going to come back and he's going to do it. He pops up and, and goes after Edge. And then Edge, you know, takes him out. And I was I was ecstatic. I did not want Randy to win this, even though this whole thing felt like a Randy Orton rumble. I thought Edge was going to get Randy out by like the third or fourth person. I thought Randy was still going to be wearing his burn mask and he was going to just be in there for a minute, get rubbed on, and then get upset. Right. Well, Sami Zayn came in, and, and and I noticed as soon as Sami came in, he I thought kind of stupidly th- those two were fighting each other like very aggressively at the beginning, and I'm like, okay, no way either of these make it to the end because you know you can't lose that much stamina so early and then last in a full match that's going to go an hour. So when Sami came in and kind of broke that up, I, I thought that was really stupid. I mean, if Sami's so clever, he should probably just wait on the sidelines while these two fight each other. Uh, but you know the the way they went it w- was good with the injury angle, and I knew when they showed Randy backstage that he was getting tended to. I think that was a big sign to you know people who watch wrestling and people who watch WWE all the time that he was definitely coming back, and that you should stay tuned because you know your hero is going to get screwed. Thankfully, our hero didn't actually get screwed. He uh, he ended up winning it, and he won it um, with the help of a friend, which was we'll go back to the legends conversation. Uh, legends were more sparing in this, but we got Hurricane Helms. Uh, Carlito and Christian. That's the big one. Uh, Edge's friend. He was in the final four with Edge, actually, with I believe Strowman and Rollins. Uh, you know, that's a pretty good final four. Uh, Christian, I don't, I don't really know how long it's been since his last match, but I know that when he was back with the Ric Flair angle, maybe half a year ago, that it was a pretty big deal because you know he hadn't taken any sort of stuff in a while. So uh, I think this is going to be a really big deal to a lot of people. And this is a good way to get that. Uh, I don't know if you want to call them casual fans or whatever the hell you want to call them, but people who aren't, you know, aren't always tuned into Monday night raw. I think they will be watching tomorrow because they want to see Christian and edge celebrate this victory together. Cause that's going to happen. Right. Yeah. And I, I liked what you said about using the legend sparingly, because that to me is what uh, set these two rumbles apart. They, really picked their spot to their legends on this one like every everyone that they brought in felt like it, it hit pretty well like carlito was a blast he was so much fun to watch uh kane even uh, i thought was they, they used him well even though i was not really looking forward to seeing kane but then we got the team hell no reunion uh and everything that they did with these returning legends just felt like it worked to me Kane, I forgot to mention him too. Yeah, he he was another one. But yeah, they 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 gave there was a lot of fan service here. I think uh that's important, especially when it's a year like well, tw- it's 2021 now, but 2020 was a pretty shitty year. So I think I've been saying this for a while, WWE just needs to give people something to smile about, and this was definitely something to smile about. And Carlito looked jacked as hell. Yeah, Carlito did look good. Uh I another thing that happened was Big E had a really big run. I know a lot of people have picked Big E uh to be the winner of this Royal Rumble. Uh, I think they said it on commentary, but he, he went like 20, 20 something minutes. So it was a really impressive performance. He came in immediately after Xavier Woods. I tweeted this out. I thought that was kind of fortunate. It's a little bit of a WWE, I don't know, like 
saying to the fans like yeah we you know w- w- like we control this we can make whatever happen happen like i don't think in any world like that's very random for them to both pick back to back unless there's some manipulation there so uh I, unless sammy zane wants to get on the case and cause uh you know call another conspiracy uh i thought that was pretty funny but uh, biggie was really good and he was thwarted by the end by uh amos or omos or i don't know how you say his name but aj styles is big uh guard he literally was standing on the floor and reached his hands up and grabbed Big E by the shoulders while Big E was in the ring and dragged him over the ropes out of the ring. So Big E's going to have to get some revenge there. Um, you know, the thing is, is that they kind of made it seem like it would be impossible because if you looked at the two next to each other, Big E is not so big. I mean, he is meaty. He is thick. But this man has more than a foot on him. I I like this is I mean he has more than a foot on a lot of people, but I don't know if this is exactly like Roman Reigns versus Omos or what whatever his name is. Big E versus Omos would be really cool. Like Big E famously said, uh big meaty men slapping meat. He did once say that. I thought about we, that. We we want that 100%. Yeah, as I think much he, as Big E wants it. Well, he when he went up with uh, Bobby Lashley, I, I specifically thought of that moment on the New Day podcast when he said that a big meaty men slapping me because they were just crashing into each other, and I was like, man, he's gonna he's gonna watch this back and be so damn proud of himself, and he should be because it was a uh, you know we all like I think he created a movement when he said that, and and, and a lot of people do just want to see a uh, big meaty men slapping meat. So th- this was that- uh, this was great. Uh, other great performances I thought in this uh, Rumble, Damian Priest. He's the, I told you I think that he's going to be a more permanent call up, but he was good. the NXT guy. I think the lone NXT guy in this match. Am I right on saying that? I can't really remember anyone else. Yeah, Riddle's not NXT anymore. No. Huh. Dominic is kind of developmental, but definitely not NXT. Um, right. You know, and everyone else was pretty much main roster aside from the legends. But yeah, I, I thought he, he uh, Damian Priest was really, really good because he just had a bunch of eliminations and he looked really strong. Um, and I don't think I think who did he get taken out by? He got taken out by Lashley. But um, him and Daniel Bryan both came in in like the middle teens, uh, which I think is usually the weaker point of most rumbles. You know, I think the star power is loaded at the front and at the back. But in the middle, they forget to put coherent stories with people that fans actually care about and i thought putting daniel bryan at 17 was really great uh i I picked him to win this i thought he was going to win this um he didn't but he he went really far he was eliminated by seth rollins who seth rollins's return uh let's just talk about that seth rollins came back after i guess this was his paternity leave or whatever you want to call it i kind of expected becky to come back i i was really upset when um seth came out to his messiah music seth as the Messiah, I think it's a huge mistake, and they had a chance to reboot him, especially because a lot of the WWE fans know, because they put it on television, that Becky Lynch, his wife, is going to have a baby, and, and they've established that you know they're together already, so it is canon that it is his baby. I don't understand why Becky Becky's music could have played for the Men's Rumble. It would have got people excited, and would have got people looking at the TV, right? So all those people that half-watched the show would have stared at the TV... And then they see Becky come out, and she, what's she holding? Her little baby in a bundle, right? I mean, you don't even have to use the real baby if you're worried about COVID and stuff like that. You can use a prop. But, like, you can have Becky out there as a new mom, even without anything, you know? But just Becky being out there, and then she points to Seth, who comes out to the Burn It Down music. 
and he nails it, and he's a babyface all of a sudden. Like it, it's the easiest way to turn him, and you just use real life to change it. But now he's gonna go on with this Messiah gimmick, and I, you know, I'm fucking, I, I do not like this. And he's, you know, he for me, he was the worst part of Monday Night Raw for so long, and I don't even know if he's on Raw anymore. But I, I just think that this is a drag. This is a drag for me. I, I don't want to see it. Uh, I don't want to see him go back to any of the the Mysterio stories. Uh, you remember all that with Buddy Murphy? I mean. It's just poor, and it's nothing on Seth. It's it's poorly written. It's it's poorly poorly written angles. Um, but I think they really botched what could have been an amazing uh, number twenty nine, uh, followed by number thirty, Braun Strowman. Yeah, I agree with that. I think that could have been a really cool moment. And they just did nothing with it. Uh, sure, he went to the final four, but mm-hmm. like, I don't. I mean, did that really do it for anybody? Right. Like, it didn't solidify him as anything. Also, speaking of the final four, I had a very solid idea of who I thought the final four were going to be. And I was super confident that I was going to get at least three of these guys. And only Randy made it to the final four of the four. <laughs> Who'd you have? You want to say? Yeah. So the other three, yeah, I'll say because they, they seem, I mean, they were honestly, they're pretty marquee picks because they were hyping all three of these guys up in the weeks coming. But it was uh, Daniel Bryan, Shinsuke, and Cesaro. I, I I also had Shinsuke. I had Shinsuke being the last one eliminated, um, and I think I I think I thought Braun Strowman was also going to be in the end yeah. because he's just one of I those. Had, you always need to defeat the giant if you're going to win the Rumble, at least in Vince's mind. So I, Braun Strowman yeah. was the giant in my mind, but that's not bad. I, and Cesaro did come in for what it's worth. Cesaro and Seth Rollins. Uh, I mean, Cesaro came in right at the end there. And then Randy was like a pseudo thirty-one, you know. So that th- those are pretty decent picks, um, you know. I thought this was a good rumble. I, I thought there were a lot of, uh, I-, I, you know, I thought there were a lot of storylines that got continued. You know, there- there's the, I don't know what the fallout of the Daniel Bryan one that we just talked about, right? He was supposed to, this was supposed to be his first battle royale win, and now where do we go from here? Daniel Bryan's got to win eventually. Everybody's a big fan of Dan O'Brien, but he's got to get a solid win eventually. It's not necessarily that there's a problem with him. It's just that he hasn't necessarily been given a fair shot for anything. All right. Anything else on the uh, men's rumble? And that's really, I guess, anything else on the show, because that's the end of the show. I don't raw is tomorrow. So by the time people are listening to this, uh, raw will be, I guess, tonight um and we will be back next week right guys with the show reviews i don't think we're doing anything special like a watch along next week unless you guys have something in mind twitter hit us up let us know right yeah definitely hit us up at msc pro wrestling as where you can find us i'm also personally at dave b rosenberg uh on twitter um there is a link tree up there that you can find our podcast at on most of the subscribers Uh, if not just type in the other wrestling dave's podcast And that's it from us. We'll see you guys next week.